Welcome to day 361 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2, The Drama of Scripture, a season that is uh, quickly drawing to an end. This is our next to last reading together. And uh, even though we, we don't see you face to face, we miss you already. Uh, you know, just the thought of being together with God's people uh, as we read, which we get to experience in community here, uh, you know, is very rich. And uh, we hope you've been blessed by it. Uh, as well. And so we've been involved in this story, you know, from the very beginning, how God created us uh, to live and thrive under his gracious rule and to steward the works of his hands uh, for his glory. But uh, we rebelled against him, living for ourselves rather than living for him. And everything in creation is turned upside down. God has built a built-in, you know, put a built-in frustration factor in creation where we cannot completely look to creation we can see glimpses of its goodness but we cannot find ultimate satisfaction in it and he has pursued us he's pursued us you know through the covenant mm-hmm. the covenant of noah where he has promised not to judge until we of course we came to the last chapter where the judgment you know, finally does take place the end of uh, the end of the earth seed time and harvest and we also have you know seen the covenant of abraham where through Abraham, God will bless all of the nations and the covenant, you know, made with David, uh, where God would put someone uh, like David with a heart for himself and a heart for his people on the throne, and he would reign forever and ever. And of course, the new covenant that he would do a deep, rich work in our hearts and lives, giving us a new heart, putting his spirit in us. And so we see the very conclusion of everything that we've ever longed for and hoped for uh, when we come to a Revelation 21 and 22. And uh, you say, well, this may not be what I've been longing for and hoping for. If you only knew what you needed to be longing for and hoping mm-hmm. for, this would this would be it. Mm-hmm. And may this inspire you in that direction. So I'm Paul Kemp here with Katie Kresge and uh, David Keefe and Matt Kresge as uh, we finish out this season together in God's Word. Katie, you mind lifting us up? Sure. Father, thank you. Thank you for faithfully bringing us um to these last couple of days um, and reading the drama of, of your word and, and seeing the big picture and um, seeing just how you have pursued your people and made a way for us. Thank you for doing that and for displaying your love for us um, in such huge um, and generous and wonderful ways. Um, would you be with us, Holy Spirit, as we read um, read the word of God Would you continue to encourage us and and transform us? Um, And would we we be changed as we behold um, the beauty of our King? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, God's dwelling place is now among his people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He was seated on the throne and said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, and the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I'll give water without cost from the spring of water, of life. Those who are victorious will inherit this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. 
the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they'll be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. One of the seven angels who had had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come and I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, shown with the glory of God. And its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal, had a great high wall and twelve gates, and with the twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three on the west. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city and its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square as long as it was wide, and measured the city with a rod and found it to be twelve thousand steady in length and as wide as it's high and long. The angel measured the wall using a human measurement, and it was 144 cubics thick. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold as pure as glass. The foundation of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jesneth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And this is, uh, you know, the fulfillment of the, you know, the, uh, the covenant, to, you know, that happened at Mount Sinai, which I think we forgot to mention when we went through our review of the covenants in the introduction to this. But uh, where God said, I have brought you here on eagle's wings and, uh, you know, so that you can be my people and I'll be your God and I will dwell with you. And, of course, the tabernacle and later the temple was a symbol of God's dwelling presence. But here uh, we find ourselves invited into you know, the very presence of God. Man, I love at the end of that, just the, the gates will never be shut. Um, it is just such a beautiful picture of the welcoming and loving nature of God and how when everything's final, um, there's just, I don't know, that, that note is just so beautiful um, to me. No, it is. It, it's, you know, the picture, of course, is incredibly uh, you know vivid and, and of course we're, we're using you know that uh, using images that are earthly images to describe a heaven reality mm-hmm. and, and of course the reality will be even more grand and even more you know beautiful than this we found ourselves quoting 
you know, several times, you know, Paul's, you know, uh, words, eye is not seen, ear is not heard, nor is it even entered into the heart of man, what God has in store for those, you know, that love him. And then, of course, you know, there's, you know, John's you know, words, what great love you've lavished on us, that we're children of God. What we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that whenever he appears, we will be like him. And, of course, that is the picture when you see the holy city. It is the, the people of God as the bride of Christ. Uh, you know, fulfilling you know the you know that picture, you know from the New Testament. And what a great image too! If we have this new heaven, new earth, God dwelling with His people, and and even the the gates and the foundations, you know, with the twelve tribes of Israel and the you know the twelve apostles, and just the the names of you know the people of God. Essentially, all of God's people for all the time will be with Him where He is, and there is no need for a temple. We will be with Him, but just that restoration of all things. You know, behold, I'm making everything new. Write this down. This is trustworthy and true, you know. And in that God making all things new, you know, it's not just a new place and He's starting all over, but a new place where He's renewing all things, and His people will be with Him forever. Like this is, as you were talking about in the beginning, this is what we long for. This is what we're looking towards, and this is what He's currently at work doing. Is, you know, He's at work in the world now, you know, in order to renew and restore all things. And if we're borrowing Old Testament images, and we definitely must borrow Old Testament images in order to see them all becoming, you know, the fulfillment in Christ. Whenever you have the measurements of the city, you know, it's 12,000 stadia long, 12,000 stadia wide, and 12,000 stadia high, a perfect cube. And, of course, we've seen a perfect cube in the design of the tabernacle, uh, you know, in the holy place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, the 12 times 1,000 the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 apostles, seeing them in the gates and the foundations, you know, as well. Uh, it's a completion of God's story that was started with Israel and was brought forward into and fulfilled, you know, in, in uh, the church uh, of the living, the living God. And, and, of course, we have finally come into the Holy of Holies where God dwells. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a veil and then there's been a courtyard, and then there's been another courtyard, you know, that has kept us separate. Paul has said, in Christ Jesus, the dividing walls, the courtyards have come down. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in the story of Jesus and the crucifixion, uh, that final curtain was torn, you know, from top to bottom. And, and so the beautiful part of it is, is, is we finally get to be in his presence, mm-hmm. and not a mediated presence by the law, or even, you know, the mediated presence, you know, through the Spirit, but we are with Him, you know, face to face. And what a wonderful experience. We're, mm-hmm. We are with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a, I mean, it's a simple part of Christianity, but yeah, it is always so often to, when, the, when the present seems so difficult and so rough or tough or whatever it might be, there is always that call to look forward to what is to come and that is one of the ways that we as believers have have present hope even in difficult situations we may find ourselves in now is to look forward to what is to come to be reminded of the faithfulness of our God um, to see all these things come together and to come together in such a beautiful way when you are seeing this whole story um, just it's beautiful you know it's really hard to even even as John trying to find human language to describe these things, it is hard to find human language to describe. No, it, it, it very much is. And of course, you have a lot of people who think, you know, I really, I'm not sure I, you know, want to go to heaven. It sounds like it's going to be pretty boring. <laughs> you know, a lot of, you know, singing, singing a worship service. And that's because we associate, you know, the Christian life with, 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 
you know, things we do mm-hmm. and, and, and not necessarily things we do because we've been stirred in our affections, but things we dutifully do. And we can't see ourselves dutifully in a standing there. This is being overcome by a lover. Mm-hmm. You know, where the desires of your heart, uh, you know, to know them fully and to be in their presence. And it has finally, you know, it's finally realized. And, uh, you know, we didn't cover Song of Solomon. And we, we should always be careful to introduce Song of Solomon at the very end. But where you have the passion of two lovers, you know, to be together and to be joined together. And uh, th- this has happened in a deeply spiritual sense where we're joined with the one we love and revel in him and bask in, you know, his, his grand love for us. You know, forever and ever. So it's it's more relational than it is dutiful. It's not about what we do in His presence. It's about whose presence we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. and how thrilling, you know, that absolutely will be. Mm-hmm. And what a great invitation to it! This it's not just for future hope for the saints, but it's also an invitation to those who have not yet received this gift. He says, "To the thirsty, I'll give water without cost." Mm-hmm. You know, just come to me. And that's the invitation also as we read these final you know, passages and look at this and say, man, that, yeah, this is what I long for. I, I long for this uh, guy. What a great image. A, come to me, no uh, cost, receive uh, it. I, I'm guessing, you know, we, we all have you know, refrigerators full of beverages or you know, whatever. But uh, in, in a land where you were dependent on, you know, dependent on water and dependent on, you know, going, you know, to find a well and to, to, to grab the water, you know, from the well. Uh, Jesus' invitation to the woman at the well is, uh, if you'd known who I was, you would have asked, and I would uh, give you living water, and whoever drinks this water will never be thirsty again, and we will be fully satisfied in Christ Jesus. And, and that's the image we have you know, at the close of this. Man, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the encouragement we find in um, and who you are and, and also what, what is to come um, from your hand. And so, Father, we, we look forward to that day, um, the day where the, the new heavens and the new earth will finally be here and, and we will dwell with you forever. Um, until then, Father, would you keep us faithful? Um, would you cause us to, to continue to walk in your ways, to be your people, to glorify you, um, both for your glory and our joy? and the good of those around us. Father, help us as we seek to to live faithfully here um, in your presence on earth. Would you um, continue to guide us? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.